Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including Lafayette and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at b1bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette. From Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette, we're out to lunch with Professor of Finance and Director of the award-winning Birkin Road Reports, Peter Raschuti. It's business, Acadiana style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch Acadiana. There are a number of terms people use to try and make talking about business as exciting as talking about sports. You're probably familiar with the sports cliches like, we're going on out and play our own game, and our plan is to play hard till the final buzzer, and my favorite, it's mental. <laughs> in, in business, we hear people describing their business as being so exciting, it's moving the needle, a paradigm shift, and a game changer. As in sports where most teams don't play their own game or play hard to the final buzzer, most businesses are not shifting paradigms or changing the game. But once in a while, a business comes along that does change the whole game for their clients, for their industry, and for even all of us as customers. And that's the case with my three guests on Out to Lunch today. Tom Hayes is the local general manager of Uber. Against long odds and stiff opposition, Tom has successfully brought the ride-sharing business to New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and right here to Lafayette. Tom, welcome to Out to Lunch. Well, thanks for having me. Great. You know, if you're a certain age, you may remember the term dial-up. It referred to the act of getting online. In those days, most of the time, your computer was actually a word processor. and You had to use your landline to get onto the internet. And to give you the idea of the speed of that connection, it would take you about an hour to download a song. Today, if you're in Lafayette and you're hooked up online through LUS, the Lafayette Utility System, you can download a song and um, really almost instantly. And that's because LUS has built one of the fastest internet connections in the world. And that's not some sort of wild claim or moving the needle cliche, it's true. The director of LUS is Terry Yuval. Uh, Terry, welcome out to lunch. Bonjour. If you're one of America's biggest and most successful companies like Apple, Fox, Buick or GMC, you get marketing advice from only the best and the brightest. All of those companies, and many more household names beside this, take advice from a consultant company on Jefferson Street in Lafayette called Potenza. Potenza's founder and CEO is Frankie Russo. Frankie, welcome out to lunch. Thanks a lot, glad to be here. Tom, another one of the cliches we hear bandied about in business is disruption. Spotify, for example, has disrupted the music industry. Uber is disrupting the taxi cab business. Uber provides the same kind of service as a cab company, but it's not a cab company. It's a network of independent drivers who the customer taps into with a phone app. The person who picks you up is just a regular person driving their own car. It seems, Tom, that Uber has the potential to do a great deal more than just put a dent in the taxi business. Spotify has changed what it means to own music is Uber's intention to change our notion of car ownership? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we started with this notion of 
wouldn't it be great if you could just push a button, get a ride, and, and get to where you're going? But what we've seen is, is this concept is, has taken off so much that if we're able to make it so affordable, so reliable, that it can actually overtake and, and be cheaper and better than owning your own vehicle. Now, owning your own vehicle, we don't even think of all the, the cost, but you've got insurance, fuel, maintenance, all of, all of that. I mean, how does somebody do the math and decide whether or not to ditch their car, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you can kind of add up what you spend annually and, and then compare it to our, our rates. But really, our, our goal is to continue getting more reliable, more efficient, and, and cheaper so that this does become an increasingly valuable proposition for people. And there are other advantages, too. You're taking cars... Uh, that aren't parked in the city, they're, they're not on the roads. I mean, what are the things that uh, do people look like when they, when they look at your approval and to say yes? What are they thinking? What are the other advantages? Yeah, so we're, we're trying to bring down congestion. Uh, again, you know, the, the reliability factor. So many stories that, that I've heard from people in, in all of these places. I'm trying to get to the airport and yep. the cab just had, didn't show up. Or I'm at a bar and, and I actually had to take my car because I wasn't sure I was going to be able yeah. to get one home. So there's the, the reliability factor as well. Now, a lot of people don't have an Uber account. First of all, you need an Uber account to, to do this. What, what's involved? Uh, uh, I ran into somebody the other day that thought he might want to be an Uber driver. Uh, what, what is involved in all this? Yeah, so on, on the rider side, it's very simple. You can download the app and, and you can request within minutes. On the driver side, uh, you apply, you go through a comprehensive background check uh, where we look at federal records, we look at the sex offender registry, DMV records, uh, among other things. And then uh, you, you basically show documentation about your vehicle and then uh, you're, you're off and, and on the road and it's, it's a great way to, to make extra income. And it's no, no cash involved. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's all done through a credit card. Uh, when you're a rider, you, you simply request the ride, tell the driver where you want to go, and when you get there, you get out and your card on file is charged. Uh, no cash exchange. And I guess and the driver knows something about the, the rider. Yeah, that's right. So there, there's information exchange when the connection is, is made. So uh, as, as a rider, for example, when you get matched with the driver, you'll see the driver's picture, license plate, car make and model, and also their rating. One of our great features is, is there's an accountability system where riders and drivers rate each other uh, so, so that people really are working to provide the best experience possible for each other. That's what I would do. I, if I was at bars, I'd tell girls, you know, I have a very high rider rating. <laughs> there's a, now, now, Terry, Lafayette Utility Services has been revolution actually for a long time, uh, way back when it was founded two centuries ago in the late 1800s as a citizen-owned public utility. From the beginning, it has provided Lafayette citizens with water and power, but arguably its biggest revolution to date is LUS Fiber, the division that provides its customers with, as I had mentioned, some of the highest speed internet connectivity in the earth. Can you give us a background of how a small utility in, ut in Louisiana comes to be a world leader in one of the most in-demand and vital consumer and commercial products in the current 21st century. How did you guys do it? Well, kind of start off with the fact we had a mayor that had the backbone to deal with the political side of all of this, and a community that always saw itself as being entrepreneurial and being the wildcatter, like in the oil and yeah. gas business. And as you pointed out, in 1896, the citizens of Lafayette decided to bring electricity here 30 years before they would otherwise have gotten from the private providers. Whoa. So you have that kind of spirit here to begin with. 
take that take it to this particular project and we saw that you know just like rivers and waterways were just like electricity was just like interstate highways railroads were you know we could see that internet and telecommunications was the, the highway of commerce for the future and people around all around us were saying we should try and do something with this because the utility system we could leverage ourselves we could leverage the rights of way we could leverage the poles we could leverage the expertise that we had the engineers etc to build a system that could that that's like what we have today, where we built fiber along every public street in the city. We've got fiber going to the wall of every customer that we serve, and that the limits on, on providing service to them is unlimited. You know, when we first started providing service to customers, our highest speed was 100 megabits per second. You know, three years, four years ago, we, we 10 times that much at a gigabit per second. People are buying that now for less than 70 bucks a month. So it's really a good good deal and as time goes on just like my grandmother used to call the bill that came over every month concerning her utility she used to call it the light bill because it was there because you wanted lights in your house well the idea of having telephone and cable tv is going to go away at some point and everything's going to come through the internet we're already seeing that happening now yep. so we built our system for the high-speed internet of the future using the revenues that we could earn by selling cable TV, telephone, and internet today. Well, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, Terry, that uh, I, I know a lot of folks in economic development in the state, and these are the things that uh, drive companies to, to move here. I mean, you've got some of the lowest uh, uh, electrical costs in the, in the country, and then having the highest internet speed. I mean, um, is it making a difference to you when you're when they're pitching companies? Yeah, that's what our economic development people say, is that, you know, obviously we have a portfolio of things that every city looks to offer to bring new development here, new, new jobs here. But we have a differentiating factor that nobody else in Louisiana has. You know, in fact, very few people in the country have. So, you know, it gives us that extra edge. You know, it's not, no one can say that fiber is going to bring all the businesses to Lafayette. That's not, that's, right. that's not true. You can't say that. But what you can say is that it gives another incentive for a company to locate here. You, you, yeah, you represent the sexiest part of the company. I mean, the, uh, the internet side. I represent the whole thing. You're the whole thing. Yeah, All right, yeah. okay. There's yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, I deal with the electrical <laughs> side, the water side, the sewer side, and Least the internet sexy. side. There's yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's sexy. laughs> now, Frankie, in less than a decade, you've founded Potenza and taken it to a position where you're highly regarded by both of the opposing commercial giants of our time, Google and Apple. In 2014 and 2015, Inc. Magazine named Potenza as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Your advertisements and marketing messages appear in 93 markets across the country and around the world. And you've just published a book called The Art of Why. If you can pull this off in Lafayette, what could you do if you were in New York or Silicon Valley? Is it a trade-off for Boudin and good music and friendly faces, and is it worth that much to you? Nice, well thank you so much, that's actually a great question. I want to start off by saying I'm a huge fan of Uber Black. Oh. So let me know if that's coming to this and the town. And uh, for straight now, the black part is, these are the bigger cars? Yeah, these, these, tend, these are licensed vehicles that are, are more luxury uh, in, in nature. So, yeah, so I, I actually, I do travel a lot, you know, and I, Uber has changed the whole thing for me. It's really great. And, and where the, for me, it makes huge differences in the rental. And I know this is not for my time, but yeah. I just <laughs> had to say that. Yeah. Getting Uber black in New Orleans was like, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as Lafayette goes, it's a great question. Like the truth is, you said, if, 
if I was in a bigger market, could I have pulled something even greater off? And honestly, I would say no. Huh. I don't know that I could have pulled this off if I was in a bigger market. So I'm wow. a, I, I made a conscious decision to stay in Lafayette. A lot of my peers that are talented and had huge aspirations left, um, went to other cities to try and pursue film or pursue uh, bigger jobs with technology companies or, or whatever. And my wife and I are both uh, alumni of UL. Right. And we, we have two young children now. And, and I decided early on, actually one of my mentors, uh, his name is Stephen Pruitt, he's not actually from this area, but he was uh, implanted here because of a communications company called Comcore. Okay. He ended up being the CEO here, and it was one of the few uh, media companies in that were actually based out of Lafayette. Um, Tom uh, Galloway was the original founder. And so the my, uh, my relationship with him actually was what initially made me make the decision to build, try to build a big uh, media company and, a, and now a technology company also here in Lafayette. Uh, because there's just so much opportunity for it, and it's it's a great place to have a home base. I mean, it it the cost of living is a lot less, and you've got uh, cool internet. Yeah, I've got yeah, I, a, yeah <laughs> that, that's the funniest part is we've got we've got New York and Austin internet, which is really <laughs> ironic. Um, yeah, and there is I, I don't I don't this whole like you know Lafayette's like the next Austin thing. I think it's kind of like cliche, but there are a lot of great things about building a company here in Lafayette. And it and I find that you know what's interesting about Lafayette is either you either have to be an engineer in the oil field or in medical if you want a really good job, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, like you can do almost anything. Uh -uh. And it's a great market uh, to be able to do that because you can get the word out easier. Media is not as excuse me not as expensive, and uh, so it's it's been a really important place as an incubator for us to build the company we have today. And, and I have no doubt that we'll continue to build a very large company. And Frank, what do you do, for instance, like what do you do for GM? Okay, great question. I mean, so Potenza Inc. is, uh, the best way to explain it is that we're four companies in one. And we started off in 07 as a creative company. And that was okay. doing video production, graphic design, you know, uh, website development, those kind of traditional agency things. And we've evolved, we added a marketing company a couple years later that was uh, buying a lot of traditional media buying a lot of, uh, uh, doing a lot of public relations and events type uh, mm -hmm. services. <coughs> and then we've evolved with the Times, starting an interactive firm, which is, is a big component of how we're in 93 markets. Um, and then- Well, give me an example of that. Okay, so yep. like give me an example um, of the interactive. We're, we're working directly as a partner with Google, Yahoo, Bing, Facebook, YouTube, and building uh, technology and ads uh, out for clients that are in all these markets. Um, on those platforms. So we're working directly on those platforms to build these campaigns out. So what's happened is we've become a fulfillment team for television stations all over the country. So oh. 80 of those 93 markets are actually television stations that have what we called white labeled our fulfillment uh, advertising with these right. partners and also this technology, we've, we've built an uh, intelligence dashboard. And that white label, you're, you're doing the work, but it's their name that's on exactly. it? Exactly, okay. so white labeling means that we've given them the rights to in their markets say it's theirs. So our technology, uh, we have an intelligence dashboard for marketing, we've got all these ad products that work directly with these major yeah. uh, platforms, they're selling it as their own. So it's really kind of helped them reposition it, and it's really kind of helped, it's changed the scale of my business 
Uh, but going back to GMC, just real yeah. quick, what I've done with GMC or like with Apple is I've actually worked with them to take uh, their national brand and put it on more of a regional message. So we do a lot of creative services for okay. them. So video production and things like that where we've been able to help make, uh, make their national message more regionalized. Um, and that's been both for Apple and uh, GMC. Ah. Yeah. And uh, Potenza is Italian for good ads, or what, what is it? No, it's actually, it's Italian for power. It is? Yeah, my younger brother, who's our chief creative officer, and kind of was the original person that I started it with. Wow, uh, I was closer than I thought. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, uh, that is very cool. So you're, you grew up here. Uh, Terry, you grew up in uh, Bro Bridge. That's correct. And, um, and Tom, you, you uh, actually uh, came here uh, came to Louisiana to teach for America. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I, I got here uh, about 11 years ago. It was actually right before Hurricane Katrina. Uh, so it was kind of a, a crazy welcoming, but fell in love with, with Louisiana and, and what's going on here. So Now, um, I've, got, I've got to ask you, I was thinking this with Terry and Tom. We think what you're doing is, is great, the greatest thing since sliced bread, but there are people out there that don't think you're doing. Uh, you've got now, I imagine Tom, the taxi cab industry, um, maybe the auto dealers eventually, something like that. And Terry, you've, you've got opposition as well, even though, you know, I think this is terrific. Who, who, now, who, who, where does your opposition come from? Um, AT&T and Cox Communications are the biggest ones, you know, because, because this is what they do for a living, and they didn't want to see us get involved in this market. But the good news for the city of Lafayette is that competition makes companies better, brings prices down. So even folks who have chosen not to buy our services are getting better prices and better service from our competitors. So it's really a good thing for the community as a whole. Now, certainly fighting with big goliaths like that has been very difficult. Many lawsuits, three and a half million dollars worth of, of delays and lawsuits we well. had to go through before we get started with building the system. A lot of fun games uh, played politically that made life, life difficult for us, but Unfortunately, we had a council and a mayor and a community that thought strongly enough about this to continue to help push us and keep us going. Well, and I bet some of the smaller utilities, like if you go to conferences, you're kind of the guy, they want to know how you did it. They would like to do it in their towns. Yeah, they want to see who is that crazy man that tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, I would imagine, uh, you know, the first idea was probably that you, it was a zero-sum game and whatever you got took away from the cab industry. But um, I bet that's actually not true. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that that's right. And, and first off, you know, I'd like to say that many taxi drivers actually come and switch and, and start driving for Uber because for so long they've been in a system where they have to rent a vehicle for an exorbitant amount every week to, to pay into it. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, it is not actually to their advantage where ultimately driving with Uber, they get to be their own boss, work their own hours, and they're not paying the, those big upfront fees. But with that said, I, I completely agree. It's not a zero-sum game at all. Really what we're trying to do is, you know, instead of people driving their own vehicles to work, you know, the, the idea of taking Uber and not paying for parking, it, it creates a whole bunch of new use cases that, that really was not thought of uh, just in, in the taxi industry. So we're, we're really growing the, the, the pie in terms of, of transportation out there. And now uh, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette are uh, pretty good sized cities. Do you need a certain density to make Uber work? 
Yeah, so... Is the, it going to be uber bunky? That's yeah. what I want to know. I'm <laughs> trying to get to this. Like, this uh, <laughs> the, the density def definitely helps. And, you know, we, we have some products that, that we're starting to roll out in some of the, the really dense cities uh, called Uber Pool, for example, where you can actually request a ride and then get matched with another rider who's in a similar location and going uh, to a similar destination. So wow. it makes it even cheaper uh, for you. The, the density really helps there and, and in general sure. and you know th the way we can create density obviously it's it's you know we can't control the size of the population but uh, you know by continuing to make it more efficient create more use cases we see people use it more and then that density kind of naturally builds on itself and Tom are there places that are kind of off limits for you like like the airport or uh, so in in Lafayette, no. Okay. Uh, the, you know, we, we do work with airports and, and come up with with agreements there as as well. But in, in Lafayette, we're we're operating fully. Sounds like you've been going on it here for about a year. It seems like it's been pretty seamless. I mean, relative to some of the other markets. Yeah. No. It's it, it really I, you know can't thank the uh, the, the mayor uh, enough for for the warm welcome here and you know with the the university in town and and uh, other things like Festival International. We we formed uh, also a partnership with the downtown bar and and restaurant uh, association and and you know. Place, things like that have been just been really embracing of us coming and, and wanting to work with us. And t I've got to ask you, Frankie, uh, we've had so many people on the show that came from UL and so many people like just what, just what Tom just said there, saying that UL is uh, an important part of why they're here as businesses. I mean, uh, there's got to be a pretty amount, big amount of pride there. Absolutely, and it, it doesn't hurt that we've had this this run with the football team too. It's been kind of just kind of added value, really. Because yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it just it just let the a little more of the world know what's happening down here. Yeah, you know, which is always nice. But, but in terms of developing workforce, yeah. And but all as that. as far as that goes, yeah. I mean, I have not struggled at all, especially in certain areas. Like there are certain like unique. Uh, things that we're doing now in technology and with internet spending and advertising that's a little bit harder to staff but as a rule no it's it's been pretty easy to staff and there's a lot of great uh talent that is available in fact what, what is your book about okay <laughs> great question i promised to read it but to no, tell me my, what it look, is the, the, <laughs> the, uh, i started working this is my first time doing a book and i, I had two great uh writers that kind of behind the scenes helped me with it and um, it, it, it started off as a book about success, and, it, and I found that it was very quickly very, too cheap to write about that, and so it ended up being more about purpose. Um, so the book itself is about uh, kind of figuring out what your purpose is and mastering it, and it's a 10-step process to doing that. So it's not specifically about marketing or business. It's, it, and so in turn, it's become almost more of like a passion and uh, this kind of a spin-off thing to really just help help uh, other people that are in that same spot, whether it be people that work with me or, or people in business or just uh, individuals, so. Do you, ex do you expect to find you at a Barnes & Noble signing book soon, or? Yeah. Okay, good, I, I mean, just wanted to. I mean, not at every Barnes & Noble, but <laughs> definitely Lafayette's. <laughs> and I just, I've got to, and I've got to ask you, how did you get hooked up with somebody like Apple? I mean, they, everybody must be knocking on their door. Well, every everything that I've done with Potenza has been, uh, all, all different. You know, there's, what's interesting about business and being an entrepreneur is there's no straight line to doing it. And with Apple, it was, uh, it was kind of backdoor through um, what they call an Apple specialist. 
So in 2009, when The Orchard, which was Latvia's first kind of little Apple store opened, (laughs) I got hooked up with them, and we kind of went overboard and and created some some really high-end creative for their their little store, and it caught wind. And so next thing you knew, they were wanting to pick it up. They were having me redistribute that to other of these these specialists. And then they asked me to speak at a couple of deals uh, for summits that they had about how to basically uh, kind of be uh, win in these markets when where Best Buy is going to crush a small right. com- Apple computer store. How can you kind of change the conversation? And, and be a player in those markets. That kind of became like my calling card. So starting with the, the local office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, look, and, and, and getting into those 80 markets with TV stations was as a result of being here. In fact, ironically enough, that table was the first time I met Steve Pruitt. And Steve Pruitt is now the CEO of a multi-billion dollar uh, What a great company. ad for Cafe V. Yeah. No, I'm I look around, you, there's right got to there. be another entrepreneur I out here. Have made this that. Is, <laughs> I couldn't have made God. that up, man. <laughs> When we started today's show, I promised you I was going to introduce you to three game changers, needle movers, paradigm shifters. I think you have to admit I delivered. Uh, Tom Hayes, Terry Huval, Frankie Russo, I can't say uh, this too often. It is just amazing what you have been able to do here in Acadiana. I really appreciate you taking the time to come down here to Cafe V and, and talk with me today. Thanks so much for joining me and out to lunch. Thanks for having us. Oh. I feel better about everything already. <laughs> There's uh, my guests that out to lunch today have been Tom Hayes, general manager of Uber, Terry Yuval, the director of LUS, and Frankie Russo, founder and CEO of Potenza. You can find out more about Tom, Terry, and Frankie's game-changing, paradigm-shifting, and needle-moving by following the links on our websites, krvs.org and itsacadiana.com. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Cafe V is open six days a week for lunch and dinner with a courtyard that sets the scene for fine Louisiana cuisine. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our theme song, Encore Monsieur Nice Guy, is written by Mitch Foreman and performed by Mitch Foreman and Andre Michaud. Our Acadiana business consultants are Pete Prados from Innovate Acadiana, Zach Barker from The Opportunity Machine, and Dr. Blake Escaday. If you want to know what we all look like, and that's worth it, I think, don't you think, guys? The uh, <laughs> photos from this show are on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Gwen Oquin. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's kadiana.com and krvs.org. Support for Out to Lunch Acadiana comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette, located off Pinhook near Police Saloon. Wyndham Garden Lafayette offers complimentary airport shuttle within a three-mile radius reaching downtown shopping and local restaurants. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsacadiana.com and KRVS 88.7 FM. I'm Peter Rusciutti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Cafe Vermilionville for more business Acadiana style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch Acadiana is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S. Providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank with locations throughout the state including Lafayette, 
and Lake Charles, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com. Support also comes from Wyndham Garden Lafayette.